Welcome back to Podcast Recovery, everyone. We're your hosts, David O. And Eric B. Wow, that was really... That inflection was nice. It was very... I can see the waveform, actually, on the monitor right now. It looks lovely. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> today, we're joined by a special guest, Jeff. How are you doing today, man? Doing great. Hope you guys are. Yeah, man. Yeah, doing, doing, doing well. good, yeah. So where are you from, Jeff? Uh, I am originally from the mountains of North Carolina. Nice. Um, Beautiful. Currently living in uh, the Raleigh area. Awesome. Oh, nice. Cool, man. Yeah, that... that is it the it's like Asheville? Is it the Blue Ridge in North Carolina? It is. It Absolutely, is. that's right. Yeah, and then you cross yep. over, and then it's the Smokies in Tennessee. Uh huh. Correct. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Actually, uh, I actually went to uh, graduate school in Tennessee, UT Chattanooga. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, so, when were you first introduced to recovery? So, um, actually, the um, I am 48 years old, have uh, progressively used since I was about 12. Mm. Um, at that time, I was suffering some um, severe childhood sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And during that, I uh, was introduced to alcohol. Um and uh, started using as a way to numb the pain and just kind of leave the uh, leave the abuse and forget about it. Yeah, uh, was uh, very uh, also very active in sports uh, during that time as a way to uh, get out of the house and uh, occupy my mind and give me something to focus on. Um, that probably saved me through the teenage years because. Uh, I was actually really good at baseball and was able to uh, go to college and play baseball. Uh, but the partying, drinking uh, didn't didn't stop there. I actually uh, lost my scholarship um, because I wasn't um, focused on baseball. I was more focused on the, the college lifestyle of partying and drinking. Yep. Uh, was able to finish and um met a met a girl and was able um actually to marry her when i was about 25 still with her today mm-hmm. uh don't know don't know how she stayed uh, all these years yeah um but she must she must be a saint or something um but she's very supportive um been through a lot with me uh but after uh, after college um the drinking and experiment and it started really experimenting with uh, more harder substances after that. Um, unbeknownst to her at the time, uh, she just saw the, the drinking party guy, uh, didn't know, you know, the experimentation I was doing with, um, other substances, mainly cocaine mm-hmm. and, uh, was very functionable functioning, um, through all that. Um, was able to go to graduate school, as I mentioned, at UT Chattanooga, landed several good jobs, um, have a good job now. Um, the jobs have never, they've suffered because I've missed uh, promotion opportunities, uh, but, but I've never lost a job, never lost a house, never lost family because of the substance abuse. So mm-hmm. um, was able to function, um, but there's a lot of missed days 
a lot of hangovers. Um, and it progressively got worse into my um, late 30s, into my early 40s. Mm-hmm. And at that time, a lot of the childhood stuff um, really reared its ugly head again. Uh, and I've found in some of my therapy, some of my group support, support groups that I attend, uh, that's fairly common with um, adults who have suffered childhood trauma is for some reason, I guess, it, once you hit around that 40-year mark, your your brain starts trying to deal with all the, the nonsense. Mm. And over the last, um, over the well, basically since the yeah, late 30s, 40s, for the last 10 years, um, the drinking, I got away from the hard, hard drugs, but the drinking just got worse and worse. There was Mm-hmm. Through my early 40s to about 45, 46, um, I couldn't go more than four or five days without binging for four or five days. Um, I would binge uh, hard um, on hard liquor for four or five days. I'd go through withdrawals for, you know, four or five days, and I'd be back on it. And um, it was I, was, I was hiding it, drinking it, hiding it. Drinking at work in the bathrooms. Um, I got. I've been arrested uh, three times um, for DWI over the years. Um, I was kicked off on an airplane and it ended up in the hospital in Baltimore at one point hmm. for a head injury um, a couple years ago. And uh, story behind, funny story behind that. I. Uh, I was traveling and I travel a lot with work and that's really, and I may be jumping all over the board here, guys. I'm sorry, but you know, no, you're good. Yeah, no problem. All right. And, uh, so, so I travel a lot with work and that's a big trigger for me because most of my abuse, uh, that occurred was, uh, uh in hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. So, so basically when I'm traveling by myself for work, you know, I work during the day and then I go lock myself into a room that basically just screams out the abuse that I suffered. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the way I dealt with that obviously was to numb it and just drink until I passed out, get up in the morning, stumble out the door and try to put on a happy face for work. So I was flying home that day and was severely hungover, been drinking all week while working. Um, I promised my son that I'd be home that night. Uh, it was a Friday night that I'd be home by 10 or so. So we could, uh, watch a movie. And I ended up in the hospital that afternoon and the drunk mind obviously took over, um, ripped all my IVs out, um, mm. snuck out, snuck out of the hospital, grabbed an Uber and, uh, the Uber driver drove me six hours to my house cost me almost $2,000. Um, but, but the drunk mind, when I got home, I was proud of myself because I made it home by 10 o'clock and watched the movie with my son. Mm. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. I've, uh, I've wrecked company cars, had to pay thousands of dollars out of my pocket. So no one would find out and have them repaired. Um, you know, so just, just a typical alcoholic story. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the last couple of years, as, uh, like I said, as it progressed into my mid forties, I, uh, I, uh, tried to get 
uh, all kinds of help. Therapy, I increased therapy. I started going to AA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always been um, uh, um, not willing to try medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I started medication um, a few years ago, trying that. Um, I've tried Celebrate Recovery groups. I've tried Smart Recovery groups. Um, you know, all kinds of things. Yoga, mindfulness. Um, I, I ran the gamut. Yeah, sounds like. And then, and then, uh, right as um, Corona hit back in March, uh, which actually has been the, the biggest blessing for me because all my travel was restricted when that hit. So that took away that trigger. But since I couldn't uh, hit the road um, back in March, and I was forced to stay home. Um, I said, if I'm ever going to do this, this is the time to do it. So I actually went into rehab Mm -hmm. and, uh, since I wasn't required to be on the road, I could actually take some time off and went into rehab. Um, got out of there, felt good about it. Uh, worked, um, the programs that they gave me, uh, continued with online groups through the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, had about, um, you know, going into actually a couple weekends ago, um, a good, uh, solid six months of, uh, nothing in my system, but water, um, and my medication. And then, um, uh, actually a couple weeks ago was my wife's, uh, birthday and, uh, I threw a party for her and that kind of triggered me. Um, it was nowhere near a binge like I've had, but, mm-hmm. um, I did, I did drink that night. Um, I was upset with myself, um, but it didn't lead. I didn't drink the next day. Um, and it was that one night. Um, but it's, uh, I now know how, how people who, who have a solid, um, length of time in recovery feel when they, uh, when they have that one, uh, that one blip, Mm -hmm. um, and how, how, because I, I never, I never really understood it when I was in the depths of, of using. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think about. But, but the disappointment in myself and and my family and friends, they they weren't disappointed in me. Um, I guess they expected it, but I always expected that. You know, once I had uh, a good six months, and it was easy breezy, lemon squeezy at that point. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but, you know, since then, I've got another uh, two weeks. I don't count days. I know we talked a little bit about that when I got on the on the call, but um, I've tried that in the past. Mm-hmm. And I, to be honest with you, once I got to 10 days, 20, 30 days, it was kind of a trigger for me. Um, so when people ask me how long you got, I say, well, I'm, I'm sober today. Yeah. Uh, I was sober yesterday. I'm hoping to be sober tomorrow. Um, so that's that's kind of my story. I mean, I, there's, there's plenty of other stories that I could talk about car accidents, running with the law. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Oh um, yeah, we all have those. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we all have them. I mean, everybody's heard those, those stories. Um, uh, I, I just, I, I'm beyond blessed and I've, I've gotten closer in my, in my spirituality, uh, with my God and the fact that, I've always questioned for many, many years, um, 
why he would allow such abuse for a young, innocent kid and then for that kid to grow up with the problems that I've had. But recently, uh, in my recovery and, and studying the Bible and talking to different groups and people, it, it made me realize, yeah, I suffered all that, but maybe there was a reason. Maybe that that's why he gave me such a, a beautiful, wonderful, supportive wife mm-hmm. to help me to get to this point. And hopefully at this point, um, once I uh, am comfortable that I've, I've figured some of this stuff out, that I can I can go back out and do like you guys are and promote some uh, some of this stuff and, and help other people. Yeah. All right. So, so that, that's that's basically it. That's that's awesome, Jeff. Yeah. Um, so, quick question uh, for you, real quick is I heard you mention, and and this is uh just from something I heard you mention. So let me know if I'm off base here, but I heard you mention, um, the Bible and I, I was curious, do you, do you, uh, do you celebrate recovery at all? Yes, I have. Um, I've gotten, um, I've went to several of those, obviously, you know, in the time that, uh, over the past six months, a lot of that stuff is having to be online. I mean, our, our churches and even meeting as a church, Yes. Um, yeah, you were using you some. Yeah, yeah, you were using some key like language that I've heard people from Celebrate use because each recovery yeah. fellowship kind of has their own different you know yep. phrases and use the word slip, use the word you know Bible specifically. So I was just curious and um, yeah, you know how I I like I want to talk about the concept of a slip, right? Because mm-hmm. I I feel like a slip is a very important word that celebrate uses and other some other fellowships yeah it needs use. to be acknowledged and um i think it's good because you, you kind of just mentioned it right there right like you had a slip and like you recognize it as a slip but now like you're going to use that to propel your recovery where in you know na or aa if you if you slip you know that's like an excuse to go and you know go to town man yeah. like like yeah, it's, it's, it's time to if you're going to relapse relapse hard um, so my question yeah, is yeah. kind of like, has that helped with, um, has celebrate recovery in that language kind of helped you reconcile? And I, I know it's still fresh, but like kind of reconcile what that slip is and kind of put it in the right perspective. Yeah. So, yeah, so let me, so I, I guess the best way I could explain the, the, the differences in the two is, um, while they both, um, give credit to a higher power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Celebrate recovery, I think, and one of the aspects I love about it is, um, and I don't want to say AA doesn't do this, but Celebrate Recovery gives more credibility and more personal accountability and personal strength to yourself. So if you do have that slip, um, you, you have the power in you, not necessarily just through your higher power, even though you need to recognize that faith and that conviction and that uh, trust in your higher power. You have the strength in yourself to get up the next day and not beat yourself up over it, mm-hmm. um, not having to go to you know 20 meetings a day and uh, to make sure you don't use again. Um, you know, pick yourself up. Um, get back into the Bible, get back into your journaling, get back into your relationship with God, talk about what just happened. Um, 
forgive yourself, dust yourself off, and and keep moving. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, and uh, yeah, I have a question. Um, I'm not totally sure how celebrate recovery works, but obviously, like with the the twelve step fellowships, um, spon- <laughs> sponsorship is a really big part of uh the recovery process. So, have you? uh utilized a sponsor at all and uh like obviously i like i think you've like reached out and talked to other recovering addicts 100 percent. so how important is uh if and if you haven't used a, a sponsor how important is relating to other fellow recovering addicts and if you do have a sponsor how how important is is that relationship yeah i uh i do have a sponsor okay um, I am not, I am not sponsoring anyone, but I do have a sponsor. Um, and that re- we talk several times a day. Um, it's vital for me. Yeah. Uh, I've never up until this, um, this year, I had not had a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a lot of, I put a lot of that, um, responsibility. I realize now unfairly <clears throat> on my wife Ooh. and, and some friends who, um, who tried to help but didn't understand mm-hmm. because they hadn't lived it like a sponsor has. Yeah. Um, so my sponsor, um, is, um, he's very similar to me, which I, I like. Um, he doesn't, um, he doesn't, um, promote just one pathway to recovery. Uh, he's done all the different groups just like I'm doing and have done. Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the other thing I like is when I have a question, um, you know, if I'm comparing cause, cause celebrate recovery, um, they, they have a similar process as the 12 steps, but it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But so when you want to bounce those two things, um, off of each other and if I have questions, he, he's great to talk to. Um, he's much, I won't say much. He's, um, about 15, 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's deep into his recovery. Um, you know, he's one of the old timers in, in the groups and, uh, I'm sure you know what I mean when I say old timer. Oh, yeah. Um, he, uh, he, uh, he's been perfect for me and, and God bless him. He, uh, he's there anytime I need him. He, he really takes it serious and awesome. um I, I i i didn't know him from adam until um i got into my my group work earlier this year um he actually um helped me and uh, went with me um to to rehab um he had been to the same same one and um oh, cool. you know again if it wasn't for him i don't know if i would have done that Mm-hmm. Uh, he went with me. He was there when I got out. I uh, went to my first meeting with me. Um, just been a godsend. And I just, I wished I'd uh, been open to, you know, a sponsor earlier. And I, I, I regret thinking that I could hide it with just a few friends and my wife. Mm-hmm. And um, I look back on it and it's, um, it, it can be heartbreaking when I think back about all the, the tears that my wife shed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she was trying to help, 
but I know she was scared and frustrated and was at her wit's end, and it wasn't fair to her for me to to put that responsibility on her. And, um, you know, I try to make up for that every day. Hmm. All right. What you got, Eric? So you said something interesting um, before when you were kind of talking about waking up in the morning and, you know, after that slip and not, you know, necessarily turning to God um, first, but turning to yourself to like kind mm-hmm. of make sure that you, um, you know, you put, you, you put your best foot forward to make sure you go the right way. And that's, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Um, so are you, are you also in AA as well or just a uh, celebration? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yes. No, I, I do AA as well, but I, and I gotta be honest with you, I've, I had been resistant to A because like I said, my spirituality is fairly new as well. Mm-hmm. So I was always uncomfortable when I went, would go to AA, let's say five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I went to an AA meeting, I was uncomfortable with the, the religious aspect of it. I mean, I went to church, not every Sunday, but almost every Sunday for the last 25 years with my wife. Mm-hmm. But I went begrudgingly. I mm-hmm. went hungover. Hell, I went. Oh, God, that's the worst the place to be hungover. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... You know, going into AA meeting and talking about higher powers and, you know, it, I use that as an excuse not to go. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think a lot of people do that and it, it really is what you make it and it doesn't have to, um, be, you know, the, the religious epiphany that a lot of people think that it, that's what it's all about. Oh yeah. So, so like kind of, so explain that to me though. Right. So when I think of someone who's going to, and and this is just a stereotype, right? Like if I'm thinking of someone who's going to celebrate or AA, I'm thinking like you're going to turn directly to God. Right. But you're talking about self self self-reliance, which, you know, I mean, that's more of a science-based approach or, you know, an Eastern approach. Now, like what I mean what like how does your spirituality interact and evolve with your recovery because I mean you're you're saying that five years ago you weren't feeling it but even now you're mixing like multiple Mm -hmm. ways of Mm -hmm. doing things and like in an interesting way too like I'm 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 here for it um yeah it's it's kind of cool because there there's parts of celebrate that I think are are great yeah. from people that I talk to, but it's interesting that like after a slip, you would go to like more of a science-based approach on self. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah like, where's I, your spirituality like today? I'm sorry. Where was my spirituality to what? Um, like where, how would you describe your spirituality today? So, you know, I, I, I hear people, they talk about, spirituality, you know, they say I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Um, and I, I, I understand how, what, what they're saying, but for me, I always looked at religion as, um, as people just looking for, for hope and, and meaning to their life. Because if you, if you, if, you know, if you think about some of the, the, stories and, and books in the Bible, like 
Um, yeah, I just can't wrap my head around some of them. I, I can't think of an example right now, but yeah, but there's 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 ways to live if you if you dig deep in the Bible. There's things in the Bible that you can apply mm-hmm. and understand that this is basically a historical book that talks about stories that have been passed down, uh, uh, written down, passed down mm-hmm. for thousands of years. So, you know, obviously things change. I mean, you can't tell two of your neighbors the same story. So, I mean, um, things change. But if you use it as a guidebook, I guess, is the way I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, have a, I have a man room. The Bible is now beside my recliner in the man room. I read it in the morning. I don't read it from front page to back page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, uh, I open it up and I'll read, um, just to read. Uh, I've got a journal there beside it. Uh, I journal, uh, at night, um, before I go to bed. Um, but for me, I guess the, the thing with self-reliance is, um, that dates back probably to my childhood abuse, um, is I look at myself as the only one at that time that could, could help me and save me because of what I was going through. And I think that continues on to this day. So when I get, um, something, um, negative happens in my life, like that slip that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, the first person I'm going to look to is not going to be God because he wasn't the one that made the decision to pick up that bottle that night. Um, Mm. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go to him the next morning and say, why did you let that happen? Um, you know, I'll ask him for help and I'll talk to him about it because I've learned, you know, over the last few years of my journey that I never knew how to talk to God. I never knew how to pray to God. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, now I just sit there and I do it like he's in the room with me. Um, but I know in my journey that he's there to support me, but he's not there to do it for me. Ooh, uh, I've got to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. So awesome. All right. Um, hmm. what question am I going to ask? Um, how like you, you? And I'm probably rambling a lot, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 man, you're you're doing great. Um, you you talked about like in your story how you sort of had uh, like you you had a lot of stuff happen, crash cars, all that stuff, but never really got into like real serious trouble. So, um, did the lack of consequences like uh sort of aid in you like the continuing of your addiction and like did that lack of like did that lack of consequences sort of keep you going for a while when maybe if some like harsher punishment may might have snapped you out a little bit sooner man you just hit the fucking nail on the head brother (laughs) um yeah i mean i i never want and there's a couple things with that I, you know, I talked about my wife. I never, never once was fearful that she wouldn't be there in the morning when I woke up or she wouldn't be there at home when I showed up five days and she didn't know what, where I was. Yeah. Um, I never, I never once feared that. Uh, I knew that, uh, I could count on her and, and I took advantage of that. Uh, just like you're talking about. So there was no consequences at home. Mm-hmm. 
uh, at work um, up until earlier this year, and it, it, it just coincides with all this perfect timing. I had the same boss uh, for nearly 20 years, mm. and he was the father figure um, that I did not have growing up. Mm-hmm. He under he knew a lot of my history, mm-hmm. and he would he actually covered up some of it for me. So even at work, because of who my boss was, um, I took advantage of him. Oh yeah. Um, and I knew that uh, as long as he was there, that uh, there was going to be no consequences at work. Um, really, as long as long as I didn't go overboard and, and put him in a spot that he couldn't cover me. Mm-hmm. So, um, earlier this year, um, he, uh, he retired, um, and the new boss is, um, much more structured, mm-hmm. um, and that helps me tremendously as well. So you hit it on the head when, cause you know, the two things that a man really, really needs is obviously his employment and his family. And for, for the majority of my adulthood, there was no, no fear whatsoever that I was going to lose either one of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I went through, um, three DWIs, two of them were in company cars. Um, and he handled that for me. Um, I had a, I had a major, um, drunken, uh, medicated incident at a corporate meeting and he covered that for me. Um, you know, I never put him in a situation where, you know, there was any like sexual harassment or, you know, I never went overboard that, that way or anything, but, um, there was plenty of times where nine bosses out of 10, uh, would have, uh, cut the cord and sent me on my way. Mm. So, yeah, I, um, and the other thing too, just uh, you know, talking about consequences, um, I've been I'm I'm very fortunate with my my job because again I've been able to handle the DWIs, the cost of it without it really hurting my family. I've been able to crash a car, a company car, without getting in any trouble and pay five thousand dollars for it to be fixed without anyone knowing about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been able to bribe a tow truck driver who towed a company car once, and I bribed him to release it to me without um, having to get a, a corporate letterhead from from uh, you know the company. Um, wow. So yeah, I, yeah, I just I, I can't, and that goes back to the whole to the whole spirituality religion thing, and the fact that for for most of my adult life, I blame God for my troubles, but now I'm actually in a place clear headed, level headed where I look back and say, God, you know, I, you helped me <laughs> through my adult life. Cause I put, I was in some positions that there's no reason that I should have came out unscathed. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why I'm saying that, um, I can't, I can't do this alone. I've got a sponsor now. I've got, I've got 
God in my corner. I've always had my wife and a few friends in my corner, so I've surrounded myself with the, the proper support that I need mentally and spiritually, I think, to, to keep going and succeeding. Fantastic. All right. All right. So, um, hmm. All right. So, what, how would you describe, in essence, um, and, and with the different tools and methodologies that you're using, what your recovery is? Uh, so, you know, overarching, like, how would you describe your recovery to someone who, you know, might not know what recovery necessarily is? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a great question. Um, I'm still figuring it out. Um, that's a good answer. I'm yeah. all over the, that's a perfect answer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, geez, I mean, I'm re- I'm doing, you name it, I've probably tried it over the last six months to, to get to this point. Um, I've, um, you know, the, the, the support groups, all, all forms of the support groups, whether it's the men, just the men's group at church, um, to the AA groups, to the celebrate recovery groups, to, um, you know, my workout groups in the morning, um, you know, surrounding myself with positivity and the people that I hang out with, um, to just structuring my day around my morning readings, um, my morning rituals, working out, um, eating good, um, getting good rest, my evening journaling, which is, is positive and, and has been really therapeutic. My therapy sessions, um, my medication. So it's, it's recovery to me is just finding and trying any and everything. Um, and I think you'll settle in at some point. It's almost like starting a new job. Mm-hmm. You're going to just throw a bunch of, you're just going to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and try a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, you're probably doing good. You know, if 30% of it works, you know, in baseball, I guess is a good analogy. You know, if you, hit 300 you're an all-star so the way i figured if i try 10 different things of recovery and three of them succeed and keeps me sober then i'm an all-star and um so it's hard to define recovery because i think it's different for every person um absolutely i just think that if i just think that if you're serious about it and that's the key you got to be serious about it and you got to take it serious and you you've got to try whatever cause what works for me may not work for you may not work for you know someone else and vice versa but um it's, just, it's hard to explain yeah i mean that's a great question but to me like i said i'm still figuring it out i'm i'm all over the board um my wife um she's happy that i'm sober but she she says i'm manic sometimes um just because i can't um, I can't be bored. Um, yep. if, if I'm, if, if I'm bored, um, that that's trouble for me. Oh, um, yeah. I've got to be active. I've got to be doing something. Um, just before getting on here with you guys, I had, um, 
four neighborhood kids in my front yard, and I was pitching batting practice to them just because I was waiting to, to get on the phone with you guys because I had some dead time. Um, awesome. So, so yeah, I, I can't I can't define recovery. I mean, it's, it's almost like pornography. You know it when you see it. Um, <laughs> I like it. I love oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't define it, but it's different for everybody. And for me right now, I am, um, to me, it's like starting a new job and I'm, I'm just trying everything and, um, I'll get, you know, a couple years in and, uh, hopefully it'll be a breeze and just, you know, going into work every day and having that routine, putting in the work. Yeah. No, like I, I, I like I mean, all like the the whole answer was fantastic, but like just that, uh, the very first bit of like not being able to, like define it and honestly, like you're still working on it. Um, that 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 I think is the key, and like and I like the the, the baseball reference with the the bat and three hundred, and you're an all star. That was fantastic. Um, and to make another baseball analogy or just sports in general, um like you don't figure out uh a, a good career like you, you yeah. it's, it's something you continuously work on it's something like even Jerry Rice the day after a Super Bowl he's out running routes trying to figure out how to get a little bit better and that's exactly that's exactly what we're doing and that's why they call it practicing spiritual principles because we're working on it like one once you yep. Once, once you think you have it figured out, like, oh man, I figured out recovery, then you're in trouble. That's not the mindset like you can, well, you can have. Absolutely, and that's that's one of the things that I I figured out over the years is, um, and, and the main reason I stopped counting my days is because I would get complacent. Oh, I've got thirty days in. I got sixty days in. Mm-hmm. I can have a drink. Yeah. Um. So to me, when I'd get to some of those milestones and, and early on, uh, it was trying just to get to five days and, and then I'd set that goal. Yeah. I'd literally set a goal. Can I get to five days? And if I got five days, woohoo, let's drink. Yeah. And then it became 10 days. And uh, I was like, dude, I can't count days cause it's just setting me up, just setting me up to postpone, um, postpone the inevitable or the pleasure delay or whatever you want to call it but mm-hmm. it, it was fucking me up and, and it was an excuse for me to just wait until i gave myself approval to to use and so i got away from that um and and now um you know hopefully one day i can look back and say i don't know it's been 10 15 years uh, i don't think i'll ever be able to say it's been you know 2450 days because I don't keep track of it like that. But like I say, I know if someone asks me how recovery is going, I always say, well, I'm sober today, I'm sober yesterday, and I'm hoping to be sober tomorrow. Um, so that, that seems to be working for me right now. Perfect. Hey, if, it, if it's working, keep using it. All right. I, I have uh... – And that's – Oh, go ahead. Uh, and I was going to say, that's what I've tell, you know, people that – I run into that are newer in this than I am that, and it's kind of like the same answer I gave you when they asked what, what works. I was like, well, you just got to find what works for you. And if it's working, keep doing it. Yep. Um, if it's, 
is if it's not getting you in trouble, it's not hurting anybody, and it's keeping you sober and straight, keep doing it. Yep. So. Absolutely. All right, I got I got a couple questions. <laughs> one of them's a fun one, okay. and, then, and then we'll and then we'll do a a more serious one. So uh, the first one is going to be the fun question. So you're Eric and I are we're, we're from Maryland up up near Baltimore, and you're you're clearly a, a Southern gentleman. So I just want to know. <laughs> What you find weird about us Yankees? Well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Are we Yankees? Wait a minute. No. We're, we're pretty, we're pretty close. Say, yeah, are you above the Mason-Dixon line? Well, technically, we're right <laughs> below it. We're technically directly right. below it. It's it's us and it's us in Pennsylvania is the Mason-Dixon line. But I, yeah. I, I well, think I, I think you, I you'd be hard pressed to find a. How, how about this question? Someone from Carolina saying right. Maryland we're, is we're the from, South. We're from Baltimore, Jeff. Do you consider us northern or southern? Oh yeah. That, how about okay. that? That's that's probably a better question. I I I, w- I would consider you northerners, but, but yes. I got a funny question since he brought since he brought up Yankees. Um, where where I live, my street probably is right now about 50% of my neighbors are either New Yorkers, somewhere in New York, Buffalo, Rochester, mm-hmm. or or Boston in that area. Yeah. And s- several of them are retired and they moved down to Florida. Yeah. And it was too hot. It's too hot. So they, they b- end up back around North Carolina somewhere and we call those halfbackers. So they move <laughs> south and can't take the heat. So they, they go halfway back. We yeah. call them halfbackers. I love that. Never heard of that before. I love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's something funny about the the Yankees. All right. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just yeah, that's that's fantastic. the Yankees I've, the half I've never heard that. All right. I wait, I got one more fun <laughs> one more fun question. Okay, so my my sister lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I had never heard love this. Love Wilmington. Oh, I love Wilmington too. My family used to we vacation down there my every summer my whole life. So we love it. And then she finally moved, got, moved down there. I've got a major I've got a major drunk story for Wilmington, but it's for another time, I guess. No, let's <laughs> let's hear it. I want to hear it right now. <laughs> Alright. So um went on a uh weekend road trip down to Wilmington to the beach mm-hmm. with a couple buddies. And went out one night and, uh, you know, tore it up, got drunk. Yeah. And um, I left the bar to walk back to the hotel. They stayed. And uh, I got lost um, in the woods trying to get back to the hotel. <laughs> um, passed, passed out. Emerged from the woods without my shoes. All cut up from the branches and briars yeah. by this time. By this time, it's probably 12, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I stumble onto, I've been walking for hours. When I went back and looked at my phone, I've been walking for hours around Wilmington, barefoot, bleeding, yeah, drunk. And uh, starting to sober up a little bit. Uh, so I remember this part fairly, fairly accurate. Stumble upon a gas station. And uh, there was a car full of... Uh, people a family and uh i paid them to take me to my hotel Uh um and i gave them the wrong hotel i think i said ramada or radisson there wasn't even one in wilmington (laughs) and um so we're driving we're driving around for hours 
they have a young baby and um baby starts screaming so i'm like if you don't shut that baby up just let if you can't shut that baby up just let let me off on the side of the road oh God. So they did <laughs> yeah yeah so uh i eventually uh made it back to the hotel about six or seven that morning uh, my friends were still not back, but when they got there and found me in bed, the bed was just covered in blood from all my cuts and scratches. So, again, Oof. a rough night that re- that really didn't have any consequences that could yeah. have been disastrous for me. Yeah, that could have so. been way worse. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. to my to my question, yep, I didn't learn this until my sister moved down there. Why are the Carolinas called North and South Kakalaki? I don't get it. All right, so I don't either. Um, the The first time I heard that was uh, in the '80s when wrestling, professional wrestling, was popular. Uh huh. And I don't know. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but the Junkyard Dog. Yep. Yeah. Um, used to used to refer refer to them as uh, North and South Kakalaki. Huh. So that's when I heard first heard it. And I've heard it since then, but I don't know. I I really don't know where it comes from. All right. Well, we'll 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 but give J, JYD use it. We'll we'll give him credit. All right. Yep. Um. Okay. To the real question. See, like you talked about using, um, celebrate recovery and, uh, AA, and I and I think it's starting to become more prevalent that people are willing to go between multiple fellowships, but it's usually like people select, like they, they find their niche and, and that's what they go with, which is fine. Um, but how has, has like the cooperation between celebrate recovery and AA, how has that helped your recovery? And how do you think that cooperation between all the fellowships is, uh, beneficial to the recovery community as a whole? Well, I think, you know, obviously the the goal of any of the recovery groups, whether it's Celebrate Recovery, AA, Smart Recovery, anything, I mean, the ultimate goal is to find sobriety and, you know, success and recovery. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that you see the, I don't want to say negativity between the groups or competition. I did, I just think there's, there's so much pain out there right now that uh, people are more open to it and more accepting. I think you see more people open to, to mental health issues and the need for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that I think that filters down into the various groups that they're more willing to accept um, that there's other groups out there that can provide um, not the same support but similar support. And if it works for one person, then it's worth it. Um, yeah. You know, I um, the the thing that I like um, the thing that I like about um, and I'm going to put smart recovery in here as well. The thing I like about Smart Recovery and Celebrate Recovery is it's not purely focused on alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I enjoy I enjoy that aspect of it. 
because my alcoholism led to other um, other behavior issues mm-hmm. that that comes up in those groups that may not come that people are struggling with addiction and that behavior. Why I'm not a my, that behavior that I've partaked in is not an addiction, mm-hmm. but it's a symptom my alcoholism, and I may not be able to hear that and comment on that in AA like I would in a celebrate recovery hmm. or yeah, I got in, in a, um, in a smart recovery. Um, you know, there's, um, there's gambling issues, um, you know, and mm-hmm. those other two, there's, um, sex addiction, there's, mm-hmm. um, you know, grief, you know, anything that you're recovering from. Um, so, um, while I've never had a gambling problem, mm-hmm. uh, I've certainly, um, uh, under, under the influence made poor financial decisions while gambling, uh, and, and went overboard. Um, mm-hmm. same thing with, same thing with the sex stuff. Um, I've never had a sex addiction, but years and years ago, there were a few times when I would be under the influence and I'd call a phone sex line. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. you know, grief, um, grief, um, you know, I still, I still grieve the loss of the person, um, who abused me because, uh, I know deep down that they had to suffer probably worse than I did for the act out on me. Now, while I, I take pride in the fact that I was been able to break that cycle, yeah. and I wish they had, I still feel, I still feel for them. I still feel love for them. While I, while I hate what they did, uh, I still grieve that there was no more, there wasn't closure because they ultimately, after I got into college, they ultimately committed suicide. Oh, um, wow. So I never had that close. I never had that closure. Mm-hmm. Um, so those those aspects of those groups, while it can come up in AA, it typically doesn't. Yeah. Um, cause of the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I enjoy that aspect of it because I got to be honest. Sometimes you you know you go into an AA meeting and uh, it's just like the one before, and I, I just I like the different groups because you get different things out of them, and I think for me that 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 works. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. What you got, Eric? No, I think I think we're, uh, we're at the end of the road here, David. You have no more questions? I have no more questions. No more questions. No. All right. All right. Well, we would like to thank our guest, Jeff, for joining us this evening. Woo! Yay! <laughs> you did a great job, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And, um, yeah, just send me whatever you need to send. And, um, uh, I appreciate the time and uh, for anyone listening, hopefully it helped and uh, just appreciate what you guys are doing and offering for the community and uh, people out there. They need to hear that they're not the only ones suffering and you guys are providing that. So I greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure a lot of people do. Hey man, we, we appreciate it. All right. Here at Podcast Recovery, we are aiming to expand the scope of support for recovering addicts. Accessibility and convenience of helpful services is paramount to combating addiction. 
We work to bring the message of recovery to every addict, wherever and whenever it is needed. We believe that a powerful voice of recovery should be obtainable, practical, and at the touch of a button. Every addict deserves to hear a message of hope, and Podcast Recovery is here to provide it. And now over to Eric with our media statement. That was better than the last time. It's better than the last time. You, you kind of stumbled a little bit last time, I but did, you know it, it's all right. Practice okay. makes perfect. You know, it's, a, it's hey, it's one day at a time. You just got to keep coming back, right? Is that that's what we say around here, right, Dave? You're an asshole. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> so here at Podcast Recovery, uh, we need your support to help keep the mics on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can join our Patreon, our home group at our Patreon page, or throw some money in the digital basket at our PayPal account. Uh, and then also follow us on all of our social media accounts, um, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. I almost said LinkedIn. I was like, I don't think you have LinkedIn. No. Um, Instagram. Instagram. And, you know, comment, like, share. Do like, all share, of the subscribe. great things that you can do on social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, back to David for sports. Yep. Uh, I t- that totally threw me off. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, you started thinking about the Ravens and shit. I really did instantly. All right. For more information about Eric, Carly, Allie, and myself, go to podcastrecovery.com. Uh, but most importantly, everybody out there, please stay safe and stay clean.